Hello, everybody. This is Rick. Welcome to Portrait Cast number four. Uh, I just wanted to give a little bit of background uh, as to why I'm doing these uh, podcasts. Uh, essentially, I just wanted to give a little uh, background on the people that are involved uh, that, that I take pictures of that I post on my website. Um, just uh, wanted to give a little bit about what they do, who they are, and uh, today I'm going to be presenting uh, an interview I did with actor Adam Scott. I did this interview on Sunday, November 23rd, as part of the Stars Denver Film Festival. Adam was there with two of his films. Uh, one was called Passenger Side, which you may recall I interviewed two uh, two people in, uh, involved in that film last last time on on the Portrait cast. Uh, and I, I did mention that this film uh, everyone should see, but I, I would like to state that probably shouldn't have uh, kids see it. There's nudity and uh, language. Uh, so anyway, uh, otherwise it's it's an excellent film that. Uh, everyone except children should see. Um, also, Adam's in a movie called uh, The Vicious Kind, which uh, he was just nominated for uh, Best Actor in the Spirit Awards uh, for his performance, and I think it's well-deserved. Uh, like I said, I think everyone should see this movie, too. It's, it's very intense. I was almost uh, intimidated to interview him as a result of seeing the film directly before the interview. Uh, I know it's getting a release in L.A. December 10th, uh, excuse me, December 11th, uh, which is next Friday from when this uh, is published. Anyway, um, if you're in L.A., you should uh, look for that film, The Vicious Kind, and give it a uh, go out and see it. Uh, I also, uh, J.K. Simmons was uh, in this movie as well, and he was at the Stars Denver Film Festival. I did uh, get a quick uh, Polaroid of him. Uh, he mentioned uh, the old school nature of Polaroids, but uh, he was um, going through very fast, so we didn't have much of an interaction, but he seemed like a pretty nice guy. Uh, anyway, I, as I said, this is an interview with Adam Scott, and um, we, we did it in the Filmmaker's Lounge at the Stars Denver Film Festival, and it was kind of a, a noisy environment. We did go upstairs um, where no one was, but uh, I, I don't know if I just picked a bad place. It was kind of like a whisper chamber where all the crowd noise went straight into the microphone, so I apologize for that. Um, I'll try to muffle out as much as I can um, in, in the production. And um, that's about it. Uh, right before we started the interview, um, Adam and I talked briefly about uh, the podcast and radio show The Sound of Young America. Uh, he was a recent guest on there, and we just kind of expressed our, our mutual love for the program, and I think uh, that's one I would recommend anyone listen to. But for now, uh, here's my interview with Adam Scott. All right, I'm sitting here with a uh, actor Adam Scott, and I just had a quick uh, few questions for you. We're at the sure. Stars Denver Film Festival. I saw both your movies while, while I was here. Oh, cool. Uh, both of them were excellent. And they, they seemed kind of a... Uh, maybe I'm wrong, a deviation from some of the... You've been doing a lot of comedies lately, yeah. and then these were both uh, dramatic, with, with some comedic elements, uh-huh. but definitely a dramatic uh, twist to uh-huh. them. Um, so, so my first question is, do you prefer comedies or, or dramas? Or uh, I mean, you're, brilliant, you're brilliant in both of them, definitely. Thanks. And, and uh, but, but as an actor, which one challenges you more? Well, you know, it's, it, it's weird because um, I, I definitely grew up... My favorite movie of all time is The Jerk. Um, and I grew up with all those great comedies from the 80s. Man with Two Brains, Stripes, Ghostbusters, uh, Animal House, even though it's a 70s movie, Blues Brothers, um, 
you know, these are the movies that I really, uh, really passionately followed as a, as a kid, and and then, but then when I kind of like decided to be an actor, you know, I always then I started kind of seeing all the Martin Scorsese. Uh, Robert De Niro movies and starting getting and I think that you know getting into acting professionally I always kind of thought I would be this dramatic actor and Will Arnett put it nicely once about those kinds of ambitions you always end up just naming your dog De Niro you know you, you, you find your way however you find your way and so I was lucky enough to get a small part and knocked up, and then I got Step Brothers, and so then it started. Everything started veering towards the more com- comedy uh, world, and uh, and I, I find a lot of I, I get a lot of satisfaction in doing the comedies. I really love it. Um, but as far as like my approach to either a comedy or a dramatic uh, role, it's I, the approach is the same, and I love doing. Doing, doing both, and past few years I've been able to to kind of go back and forth, and it's really, really fun. But I don't think any comedy without dramatic elements works, and I don't think any drama without comedic elements works. Right. Um, I think um, you know, as with light, you know, it's a mix of the two, and so. Um, I, I try and kind of bring either to the other, you know? Sure. And, um, you've been in television and movies for about 15 years now, yeah. it seems. And uh, in the past few years, maybe a Knocked Up or Step Brothers, you kind of, you're, you've been showing up more things, you, you, you know, you're, you're, profile has been elevated. Mm-hmm. How has that changed your life? Uh, are you recognized more? Or are you just out in a... Yeah, especially since Step Brothers really hit um, DVD and television. It's, it's, it's changed, you know, um, which I enjoy. I mean, I'm not really famous, so when people recognize me from something like Step Brothers, I, I love it because I love that movie. Yeah, it's I, hilarious. It's, yeah, it's so good, and those guys are so cool and so funny that just flattered to, to be a part of it. So when someone yells Catalina Wine Mixer at me, you know, and yeah. walking down the street, it's great. Um, so yeah, in a way, it, it has changed my life. Um, not so dramatically, but... Um, but, you know, I've been busy, and that's, you know, starting out as an actor, for years it was, I was, I was not busy, and so now that I have a busier life, both at home with children and then also professionally, um, it's, time really starts to fly by yeah. when you're, when you don't stop uh, working and when you have children, uh, so yeah, my life in the past few years has, has changed quite a bit. Yeah, in a good way. It's, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's well deserved too. You're, oh, you're excellent you. in all the films and, and everything I've seen you in. Just uh, you know, I think the first thing I I noticed you in was The Aviator. Oh right, yeah, right. Said, oh cool. Okay, and then then I you know I kept seeing you you show up like you were in Monster in Law, uh-huh. like the friend, the friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, just kind of kept popping up, and then it was I think Step Brothers, which kind of said, okay, this guy's he's here. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Thanks. and then. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Party Down also. Oh, you know, thanks. I love that show. Oh, cool. 
Cool. Uh, I heard, uh, I was just at the Q&A, and you mentioned that you just finished filming the second season. Yeah, Friday night around 12.30, we wrapped season two. And is that another 10 uh, episodes uh, Another series? 10, yeah, and start airing in April. Oh, okay, excellent. And then... Um, can you give us any insights on uh, what kind of guest stars you're going to have? Well, J.K. Simmons comes back um, for for an episode, and then if we do season three, he's we already had him sign a piece of paper saying he'd come back for another one. All right, excellent. Um, who else did we get? We, this season we got um, uh, Paul Shear, Rob Hubel, um, uh, a lot of great comedy people, because I think now that the show is kind of out there, um, we're able to get all these great people from like UCB and yeah. Groundlings and stuff like that. And I saw David Wayne uh, directed an David episode. David Wayne directed an episode, and he's just great. That's an episode where we cater at uh, the opening night of a community theater uh, production. <laughs> so we actually shot uh, a portion of the play that they're doing, which is so hilarious. Um, and then uh, Ken Marino, um, who plays Ron Donald on the show, uh, directed the finale. Oh, okay. The Jane Lynch came back and... and yeah, because I heard that she wasn't able to do it because of Glee. Right. Yes. But Megan Mullally is a uh, series regular okay. this year. Yeah. And she's playing a stage mother um, who's just moved to L.A. with her daughter Escapade to make her daughter a star. And um, so Megan is just phenomenal, as you would expect. Just so great and really just... Um, was was so wonderful to work with, and, and hopefully she'll be back for season three too. Yeah. If we get a season, well, let's hope you do. Yeah, yeah me too. Thanks. Uh, and as I mentioned, I had a chance to see uh, both your films mm-hmm. that were that were screening here. And uh, I think yesterday you mentioned uh, at, in Passenger Side that you um, that the film's going to get a U.S. release late next year, 2010. Well, that's what we're aiming for. Um, it's getting a theatrical release in Canada in the spring, and then hopefully uh, U.S. in the fall. Yeah, because it's uh, I love that movie. Um, actually, I just saw uh, your other movie, Vicious Kind, today, yeah. and I love both of them. They were different movies, yes. you know, for different reasons, uh, but you actually play kind of a similar character, kind of the, the, the brother who isn't the best brother in the world, yeah. but, you know, it's a character that you like throughout, yeah. which, which I think you guys mentioned in the Q&A. Uh, the question I had is, uh, in terms of when you when you act in, in a, a movie, and then it doesn't get released for a year or two uh-huh. years, does that frustrate you as an actor, just coming into it and then not being able to show all this work yeah. you put into it until, you know, like April, we're going to see Party Down. But yeah. So you've got this, this window of uh, yeah. five months before audiences get to see yeah. what you've already put out I mean, With television, it's strange um, when it's that long. I mean, I did a show on HBO, Tell Me You Love Me, where we shot the pilot. A year after we shot the pilot, we shot the series. A year after that they aired the series and then a year after that we got cancelled so it was a long process so I think with uh, you know pay cable it's, it's a different thing because they really strategically place where they want to air them um, so with Party Down yeah it's you know five months from now but I, I think it's worth waiting just to get it out there at the exact time that yeah. it needs to be there um, as far as movies go it's usually about a year before you see them anyway and with indies you know yeah, I would love people to see it right away, but you know that's the nature of the business. That you have to, you have to really, you know, it's a slog to try and get a, a, a distributor to try and get it out there. Yeah, that's. Uh, you guys are showing uh, your your um, vicious kind uh-huh. December 11th, starting in LA. Yeah. Um, essentially, you have a, a one week lock to see if you can sell enough tickets to, yeah. to bring it to further it on. Yeah. And then you're going to try to get it out on. This is just from the Q and A. Yeah. This up. You're, you're going to try to to get into more theaters. Yeah. Uh, and then. 
it goes to DVD in February. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the issue I have with that is it's such a great movie that you know it's frustrating as as a viewer yeah. to not be able to see these movies unless I come to a festival, yeah. or unless I live in LA or New York, yeah. and then uh, as an actor, it's kind of what I'm saying. It just must be kind of you know it's good work. You're, you're working yeah. there is so elevated. It's such a great job that you've done that, you know, a, a dramatic piece and, you know, I go into it thinking, oh, I know this guy from comedies. Right, right. And then I see just what you brought to that role and I, and like I said about Passenger Side, I want everyone I know to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it's just a different world with indie films now. I mean, if it was ten years ago, I feel like Vicious Kind would, would, um, you know, at least be out in the major cities. Right. Uh, no problem. But, it's just a different world now. People aren't going to the movies as much. Movies like this tend to um, tend to premiere in the theaters and VOD at the same time. DVD, um, kind of what Soderbergh's done with a few of those lovely yeah. little movies, a girlfriend experience, and, and um, it's the other one that the uh, the other one did that premiered on VOD at the same time as being released. In the anyway. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I would love it to be out there more, and we're working really hard to try and get it into more cities. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's it's a tough time. It's a tough time to get a distributor to, to plunk down the cash. Because, you know, there's also these absurd rules with a lot of uh, um, just, um, um, exhibitors, a lot of places where you have to show the film, they require a certain amount of of um, money put towards advertising in newspapers in order for them to show the film. Well, people don't really read newspapers as much anymore, so it doesn't, to me, make a whole lot of sense to require um, a certain ad buy in a newspaper where we could reach more people online and it's essentially free. I think the business model is changing and, and everything's you know, shifting a bit, and um, some movies are falling victim to that. But I, I really am optimistic about Vicious Kind um, being able to uh, spread out across the country. Yeah, I, I really hope so. On. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you deserve as an actor for people to see that. I Thank really, you. I really think that. Thanks. Um, and I actually interviewed someone yesterday who did a documentary here, and I guess he's he's also an independent filmmaker, and uh, he was talking about how he started a new company just to distribute over the internet. Yeah. Because you need to look at those markets. Yeah. People aren't going to theaters, but you know you want to reach out to your audience however you can find yeah. them. And I think, yeah. as you were saying, that that may just be the direction indie films have to go yeah. to get to get seen. Yeah. Because you go to the theater and you're going to see the same thing that you always see in action film. You know, a very broad comedy, yeah. things that, that uh, appeal to the wider audiences. Yeah. And then the art house uh, movies, if, if you can't get into a, an art house theater just because you didn't sell in one city. Yeah. I know. It's. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen, but uh, some of the theories out there are that movie theaters are going to be reserved for only giant event films like 2012 or Transformers and stuff like that, and everything else will be relegated to. Um, to people watching them at home or on the web. I don't think that's actually ever going to happen, but we have to work hard to make sure it doesn't. Because sure. right. I think there's a lot of value in seeing a smaller movie like this in a movie theater. I do too. You know, I mean, even though, you know, at home I'm not a rich person, but I have a nice setup with a big TV and good sound and everything, but I still want to go out there and see Fantastic Mr. Fox at the movie theater. Right. You know? So. All right. Well, um, you, you mentioned you were going back to filming uh, 
you have a mo- about a month off. Yeah. And then you're filming something again in I'm, January. I'm I'm starting a movie called uh, called uh, Shotgun Wedding. I think January, maybe February. Um, it's an ensemble comedy. Um, Jay Chandler Escar is directing it with Sean William Scott. Um, we're they're still putting it together, but I think that's probably to uh, coming up in the new year. All right, excellent. Well, great. thank you very much. Awesome. It was uh, Thanks, great man. talking to you. Yeah, you too. You too. Well, that was my interview with Adam Scott. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, he had a lot of uh, fun things to share about uh, uh, Party Down, which is was starting up soon. Actually, right after the interview, he remembered another another person who's, who's going to be showing up in this season, and that's uh, Tom Lennon, uh, who you may know from The State, who's also on... Uh, uh, Portroids uh, three times, uh, one as uh, Lieutenant Jim Dangle from uh, Reno 911, and then just as himself, and then uh, in a group shot of the state. Anyway, uh, I don't want to give away what Adam told me uh, that episode is about. It looks like it's going to be hilarious, so look for that. Um, also, make sure you go out, if you're in L.A., and see The Vicious Kind December 11th. Uh, And let's hope it gets spread to additional theaters, especially with the uh, nomination for Best Actor. And um, that's about it. I'm not sure who's going to come up next on the the program, on uh, who I'll be able to interview, but I'm going to keep my eyes out for any opportunities. And until then, this is Rick saying...